Welcome to the Hope Restored Podcast, a place where survivors of domestic violence abuse can find hope, healing, and freedom. Welcome back to the Hope Restored Podcast. If anyone ever has any questions, or if you want to share your story, or if you'd like to be a guest on the Hope Restored Podcast, please reach out to us by email at hoperestored.us at gmail.com. Also, you can check us out on Instagram at hoperestored.us. Our purpose on this episode is to discuss ways that we can rediscover our identity, how we can reshape our self-perspective after experiencing trauma and abuse. So, how can we reclaim our identity? I realized that I had some automatic thoughts long after I escaped from the abusive relationship that I was in. For years, I was stuck in the same old negative thought patterns that had shaped my thought life, which then shaped how I perceived myself due to the abuse I suffered verbally and physically. But once I became aware of these thoughts or triggers, I was able to consciously choose to change my perspective. Reclaiming your identity is a conscious choice. You may often hear some people say they're on a quest to find themselves, which poses the question, how will you know when you've arrived there? I believe there are six aspects of our identity that point us to who we are. And it's our choice to take ourselves down this road if we want to heal from abuse and if we want to find ourselves again. The first is an obvious one. It's family identity. Sometimes survivors of domestic violence abuse have a hard time believing we're accepted. We struggle with rejection. Family identity gives us a sense of belonging, and research has shown time and time again that those who grow up hearing stories from their parents or guardians grow up with higher levels of self-esteem and fewer behavioral problems. You can't take one look at yourself and not see your parents in you. Our DNA is shaped by our parents, and a lot of our identity comes from them. We take on their name, and that alone says who we belong to. Our mannerisms sometimes look like our mothers or fathers. The way we think about ourselves sometimes come from the way our parents spoke to us. My mother has always been a hard worker, homemaker, and sacrificial mom. I believe I got those traits from her by watching her growing up. I also have a goofy, silly side of me that I inherited from my father. So, I mean, our family shapes who we are, whether we like it or not. We can look to our parents and grandparents and find identity in us culturally, and inherently. I also think that we can choose what we want to claim as part of our identity from our parents and what we don't want to claim. There are things that our parents have and maybe have done that we don't want to do like them. And that is a choice that we can make. The second characteristic of our identity is our physical appearance. This also comes from our parents, but as we grow older, we tend to change the way we look or dress Some of us may have tattoos, dyed hair, piercings. Some of us like to dress preppy while others dress more laid back and chill. Some are gym rats and others don't mind ice cream and pizza as part of our everyday diet. I didn't like the way I looked for the longest time. I had succumbed to the lies that my abuser told me. It had become part of my thought patterns without even realizing that it had shaped the way I perceived my physical appearance. But 
When we are on a journey of reclaiming our physical identity, we can choose to see ourselves as beautiful, just the way we were created. The third characteristic of our identity is our purpose or passion. What do you love? What are you passionate about? The silver lining for me after escaping abuse was the passion that I had developed to help other women who had been through the same thing or were trapped in it. I knew that what I went through wasn't just something people would look at and be sad about. I didn't want people looking at me and feeling sorry for me. It also wasn't meant to be used to go around and gossip about and not something to go around talking bitterly about. I knew that I could use it for a much greater purpose. Whatever that thing is that makes your heart burn with passion, that's the thing you can tap into to share a part of you that you never knew was there. It could be starting a nonprofit, becoming a mentor for younger women, volunteering at an organization for the cause, or simply just sharing your story and bringing encouragement to others in your workplace or on social media. Doing what you love will bring you joy and purpose. Purpose is part of our identity. What about our character? And what about our social life? The next two characteristics are character and social life. Maybe before you thought you were weak, you thought you were stupid, hopeless, and not good enough. I've said those same things to myself. Many survivors of abuse struggle with these kinds of thoughts. Those thoughts shape who we choose to be around too. Look around at your friends. What are they like? What are they doing in life? The answer to that might make you question who you are, but that can change. Decide who you want to be. Start thinking that way and talking to yourself that way. Change the people you surround yourself with and stop calling yourself stupid or weak. Tell yourself that you are strong, beautiful, and worthy. Tell yourself that you have a purpose in this life. Change your thought life. What we think we become. If you want to reclaim your identity, you have to reshape your thought patterns. The journey into those negative thoughts that we have is not a fun one to say the least, especially if we've been used to thinking a certain way for so long. But there are practical ways for you to work on changing this. One way is journaling. Every morning and every night, write down your thoughts that you had that day. After you write them, Ask yourself if it's rational or true. Then rewrite a new thought with the truth. Here's an example. I'm not worthy of being loved. No one will ever love me because I'm not good enough. That is an automatic negative thought. Rewrite it with a new healing thought in your journal. A healing thought would be something like, I am worthy of being loved. I don't have to keep having unhealthy relationships. I can make better decisions, have higher standards, and be in a healthy relationship. Practicing this on a daily basis will help you reshape your thoughts about yourself. You'll start to notice yourself bouncing back quicker instead of letting those negative thoughts run your day. Listen to this story I read the other day. I thought it would be interesting to share um, to get some really good perspective. There once was a bunch of tiny frogs who arranged a running competition. The goal was to reach the top of a very high tower. A big crowd had gathered around the tower to see the race and cheer on the contestants. The race began. No one in the crowd really believed that the tiny frogs would reach the top of the tower. You would hear statements such as, 
Oh, way too difficult. They will never make it to the top. The tiny frogs began collapsing. The crowd continued to yell, It's too difficult. No one will make it. More tiny frogs got tired and gave up. But one continued higher and higher and higher. This, wouldn't, this one wouldn't give up. He was the only one who reached the top. All the other tiny frogs naturally wanted to know how this one frog managed to do it. So one of the contestants asked the tiny frog how he had found the strength to succeed and reach the goal. It turned out that the winner was deaf. <laughs> There's wisdom in this story. I mean, we're not deaf, obviously. Those frogs who were yelling at the, the other frogs and other contestants could, could represent our thoughts. It doesn't have to always be other people who are letting you down. And we have to choose not to listen to those thoughts and instead be positive and listen to the positive thoughts. We have to think differently. That is what's going to help us move forward and keep going instead of giving up and then running back into the same patterns in our lives. Part of rediscovering who you are will also have a spiritual journey. That is the final and probably the most important characteristic of reclaiming your identity. I respect anyone listening to this who has their own beliefs, but my faith journey cannot be shared without sharing my faith in Jesus Christ. My faith in Jesus tied all of my identity and purpose together. For eight years of my life, I was in a relationship that turned into a marriage where I was abused physically, verbally, and emotionally. For eight years, I lived in fear. I was afraid of who he might be when he walked through that door every night. I didn't sleep. I couldn't because I was terrified. For eight years, I took him back over and over again. He apologized. He cried and begged me to stay. And I always took him back because deep down, I just wanted it to work. He was the father of my son and we were married. For eight years, I was the victim of infidelity over and over again. I cannot even count how many times. Each time, I took him back. I believed he would change, and I wanted him to. For eight years, he blamed me and took advantage of me. He told me I was too skinny. No one would ever want me. It made me give my body to him when I didn't want to, even though I was uncomfortable with it. He made me apply for credit cards and forced me to buy things for him, promising he would pay me back. But I still have not seen one single penny to this day. For eight years, he grabbed me. He punched me. He choked me all in front of our son. He broke my phones. He damaged my cars and he ripped my clothes off of me. He abandoned me in the streets several times, forcing me to walk home in the heat of the Florida summer. For eight years, he lied to me. He hid things from me. He made excuses for everything he did. For eight years, I was just an object. I was lost. I was unloved. I was mistreated. I was oppressed. I didn't know who I was. But then I met someone. I met someone who didn't force himself on me. I met someone who loved me unconditionally. I met someone who was gentle and kind to me. I met someone who provided for me. Someone who never lied to me. I met someone who looked at me and saw me and not just my body. I met someone who comforted me, defended me, and protected me 
and gave me purpose. I met Jesus Christ, the lover of my soul, the defender of my life. He saved me. He saved me from death. He saved me from oppression. He saved me from depression. He saved me from rage and grief. He saved my life. And never again will I allow any man to treat me in any way remotely close to the way I was treated before because I met someone who showed me what I am worth. He showed me how valuable I am. He has never let me down. He has never failed me. He showed me who I am because of how deeply he loves me. Your journey into reclaiming your identity must have a spiritual journey because no matter who you are on the outside or what you do for work, you need healing on the inside. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who am I? Take a moment to think about your initial response to this question. Did your answer describe yourself physically or intellectually? Did your initial thoughts sound like someone else's voice? And was it a negative or a positive response? You can reach down into your core, into the roots of your wounds. It won't be easy, but it's worth it. That's where you will begin to heal and find the true you again and see yourself the way you were always meant to be seen. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in, in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Psalm 139, 13-18 Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that it blessed you. Again, you can reach me or anyone at Hope Restored by email, hoperestored.us at gmail.com or on the Instagram page, which is at hoperestored.us. Thank you so much.